the title for the, the mess, the title is called Build Me, Lord. Build Me, Lord. Build Me, Lord. And our main text is taken from the book of Psalm 127 and in verse 1. Psalm 127 and verse 1. The scripture, which is quite straightforward, it says, it says, unless the Lord builds, it says, they labor in vain who build it. It says, unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. That it doesn't matter what we try to do. It doesn't matter how much we try to build. The scripture here simply tells us, the psalmist says, unless it is the Lord doing it, that everything that we are doing is in vain. Amen. We may appear to be making progress, but at the end, we will know whether we have made progress or not, because if it's not God building, it will be in vain. That's why many have built empires. And just before they left, the, you know, uh, because the Lord was not the one building, it became ruin. Amen. We've heard of so many stories where they've made it uh, at the latter days of their life, when they're supposed to retire and enjoying the fruit of their labor, it's all headache. Another example is the guy that owns City West. I don't know, it's Nigel Manson. I'm so, we've heard of City West, the hotel. You know, I mean, it's a massive hotel. It had a golf course and all that. But towards his closing end of his life, when he was supposed to be enjoying all that, you know, all manner of lawsuits came, all manner of things, and he lost everything. The, I mean, he was, a, he was an estate guru, you know. So when the Lord, that's why the Bible says, the blessings of the Lord, it says it makes rich because the Lord is the one building. And it says he had no sorrow. Amen. It says he had no sorrow to eat. So when there is sorrow at the end, you know that it is not the Lord that has been building. It is man that has been building. Amen. So it says unless the Lord, whatever you're doing, unless the Lord is fully involved in it, it is in vain. At the end, that's what the scripture is saying. You know, that's why in First Samuel chapter 2, verse 9b, the latter part of it, First Samuel chapter 2, verse 9b, he says, he says, For by strength shall no man prevail. That sometimes you think it's your strength. You know, we watched those who follow Anthony Joshua, you know. I was very concerned because before the match, I mean, he's eyeing the next opponent, forgetting to face this one because he felt he was very capable. And the Bible says, therefore, by strength, because he felt he had the strength, he had the pedigree to, to, to do that, which is true. But it wasn't the result. Amen. It was quite humbling because sometimes we think we can do it. But when God is not in the matter then that is when we fail. That is when disappointment comes. And God is reminding us today that unless he is involved, amen, he says, unless he builds, he says everything we're doing is in vain. The watchman stays awake in vain. And God does not want us to do anything in vain. It's not his desire for us to labor and another one come to eat of its fruits. Amen. You know, it's not his desire. But one thing we should realize as well is like, 
That is why it says in Matthew chapter 16, the message started from Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. The Bible was, Jesus was talking to Peter. He says, upon this rock, I, he didn't say Peter. He says, I, that's the Lord himself. I will build my church that upon you, I will build my empire. Upon you, I will build my business. Upon you, I will build that thing that I have designed you before the heavens and earth was created to be. Upon you, I will build my desire. That's what God is saying. He didn't say, Peter, we build. He says, I will build my church. Because it is the Lord building, he says what? The gates of hell hate, shall not prevail against it. When he says shall not prevail, it means that they will try. That's why he's saying shall not. That means there's an attempt of the gate of hell. But he's saying that there's an attempt to, uh, you know, to not to allow that business to succeed. Because I'm the one involved in it, it will prevail. That's what God is saying. So God is reminding us that in everything we do, we should take it back to make sure that he is fully involved. That is why people could march through the wall of Jericho. It doesn't make sense. When someone talked about wall of Jericho this morning, how God would say, just march around the wall of Jericho. March around it every day, once a day for seven days. On the last day, you march seven days on it, and you just shout or just blow the trumpet, and everything crumbles. Are you following what I'm trying to say? It doesn't make sense to man. But because God is involved, amen, they were able to. That's why in Luke 137 it says, For with God, Luke 137 says, For with God, it says, Nothing shall be impossible. For with, many a times, we, it's not intentional, but sometimes we get carried away. We go, we run ahead of ourselves. And God is not in the matter. And when things doesn't go right, we will remember and come back. And sometimes those experiences are not pleasant. Amen. Those what? Experiences are not pleasant. Amen. That's why, you know, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 14. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 14. It says there, it says nothing. It says, it says, know that whatever God does it shall be forever he says nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it god does it that men should fear before him he says whatever god does he says what he says it will it shall be forever if it is god's empire it will be what forever it will outlive you it will remain it doesn't end with you. That's why when I look at the Catholic Church, no matter what people talk about it, like God says, I'll build my church. Peter is the head of the Catholic Church. It doesn't matter what the Catholic Church, whatever we believe in, whatever we don't believe, the church is still standing today. Yes or no? It's standing strong. I even remember to say, whether the theology is a bit different, it's still standing because God is involved. And I believe that somehow, towards the latter days, God will do what he wants to do, amen, in his own name, because it is God. Because the children of Israel, it didn't matter how much they sinned. I'm not saying it's an excuse, 
But God said, I've taken these people as under my own wings. This is it. And God told uh, David, I mean Solomon, and told David that even if these people sin, whatever, they will be punished, they will be disabled. This am I, uh, somehow, somehow, I will, you know, I will, they will come back to me. God knows. Because God is involved. That's why it's whatever God does is forever. That's why it is important that we make sure that whatever we are doing, it is God's business. It is God doing that we are doing. So that we don't walk and somebody come and eat the fruit thereof. Amen. That's why it's so important. You know, as I read in the book of Ecclesiastes, you wonder how Solomon says some people will build and somebody will eat. You know, someone will work all their life and the next thing they go and the child does come and just sells everything and does rubbish it. And you know, you just wonder that, ah, I did all this. Imagine if the, if the dead knew this was what's going to happen. Perhaps he may not have overworked that way. Perhaps he may have enjoyed the fruits of, of his labor rather than say, I'm suffering for my uh, legacy and only to realize that as he goes the legacy does does phase off if he knew he wouldn't have are you what i'm trying to say that is why it is key for us to follow god in everything that we are doing to make sure that god is the one doing the building sometimes you know the bible makes us to understand that his ways are not our ways and anytime we try to comprehend the ways of god it's difficult you know, when we try to comprehend his ways, it is, it, we, we easily want to start questioning his motive. Whether is this actually God or not? Because it doesn't make sense. If you read the book of Acts chapter 9, the entire chapter 9, but from verse 10 all the way to the, to the end. You know, when Paul, when, Paul, when after Jesus has appeared to Paul on the way, and Jesus was not, and not ministered to Ananias, and told Ananias to go to meet then Saul, Saul of Titus, and Tassos, that he was going to receive the sight. And Ananias said, ah, but this is the man that is persecuting the Christian. This is the man that wants to kill us. And you're telling me to go. All right, God, because you say go, I am going. Are you what I'm trying to say? All right, I'll do what you want to do. If I die, I die, so forth, so whatever it is. But Jesus said, I'm going to use him for my work. All Ananias did was to listen and to follow. It doesn't make sense. It's, I hear, I do. Elijah was hiding from the king all these years. The king had been looking for Elijah for a long time because he, he believed Elijah was the cause of the famine in the land because there was no rain. But Elijah, God hid Elijah for a while. You know, at the brook and told him, the widow will feed him and all that. When it was time, the king was looking for Elijah. God said, I'm going to present yourself to the king. This is the king that wants to kill the man. He says, now, go. Even when the servant of the king met Elijah, Elijah the servant said, are you sure that I don't want a situation where I tell the king you are here and you decide to, and God now takes you somewhere else. What he was saying, he's not saying Elijah is running that. God may just make you disappear or teleport somewhere else. Elijah said, I'll be here. And the king came. Because God is involved in the matter. That's why he says, we got nothing is impossible. That when God is with us, nothing can harm us. Amen. That's why the scripture makes us to understand. In Isaiah, if we read it ourselves from chapter 43, from verse 2 to 7. Isaiah 43 to verse 2 to 7. It talks about we will go through the water. It says it will not drown us. We will go through the fire. That we will go through these challenges. 
but none of them will, will overpower us. Because what I am with you, I am with you. It doesn't mean challenges will come. Because I'm with you, you will prevail. That's why in John chapter 10, verse 27, that's why for me, one thing I drive so much is the ability and the grace to hear the voice of God. That's why in John 10, 27, it says, my sheep, it says, they hear my voice. He said, he didn't just say they hear my voice. He says, and I know them. So it's one thing for a sheep. He said, they hear my voice. And Jesus says, and I know them. Because I know them, he says, and they follow me. That means they follow what I say they should do. They don't question. They just obey and they do. doesn't make sense. Are you following what I'm trying to say? It doesn't make strength. You, you stretch beyond your faith. That is us following Jesus. A few weeks, I mean, last year, I remember t- talking about a guy that, uh, in Wales that built a monastery, that built so many schools. I've forgotten his name right now. It was a book. And when God told the gentleman to go and buy this building, he didn't even have the entire money. Are you following what I'm trying to say? And God said, do this with this. Literature. Just pay a bit of a deposit. And I was, you see my work as I, as the man was doing, God was telling him to buy another one. He was almost swimming in debt. But at the end of the day, God came true. And those buildings that were bought probably during, um, I probably say, well, well before the, the uh, well, well before, what was that great press, what was that great prime minister in England again? Yes, well before that time, that building stood. That building still remains today. It still stands because God is, was, is involved. <clears throat> Amen. You know, that's why the word of God says, the seeing eyes, the hearing ears, it says, he has made them both. That's what God is saying. He has what? Made them both. It's like, recently the Lord, I was showing, and the Lord gave, I was like in a trance. And the, the moral of the trance was, it's so funny that, for those of us who know Nigerian policemen, you know, for those who are from Africa, Nigerian policemen, sometimes people don't trust them. They can be corrupt and all that. And in the vision, I saw myself, um, I had so many things on me, my phone, my, all my valuables on me. And I was walking, and the, the, an Air Force man walked past me, a policeman walked past me, and I was not going back to where I was supposed to go. And there was a police officer right in front of me with a machine gun, like an AK-47. And I walked past him. And I said, I hope this man is not going to be following me. Because I have valuables on me. And as I turned right, the man turned right. And as I turned left, the man turned left. But I was on the phone. And I was like concerned that, oh God, oh God, what's this, what's this? And right in front of me, there were some youths that came out with machete and whatever that, you know, they wanted to just try to, you know, attack me and take everything. And I wanted to fight. But there was something in my mind that said, hey, there is a police officer behind you with a machine gun, presently he's on the phone. So why don't you tell these people that the police officer is at the back? I said, there's a police officer at the back. Should I call, call him? Are you from trying to say? And the Lord woke me up. In that trance. And what I'm saying is that what the Lord now reminded me, as I pondered, I said, Go, what are you saying? He said, Because many a time we walk by sides, we judge situations, we judge matters. That is an angel. You're not going to backing you. But because we had 
we have a, a, a pre because of the things that we've heard, the things that we've seen, the story. So we've made up so we've made up our minds, and God is in it, but we don't even realize that God is in it. Because we believe our deliverer is going to come. That's why today a lot of the Jews don't believe because they believe that uh, the Messiah is going to come from a certain way. The king, the whole king, Messiah. How can the Messiah be born in a manger? Are you what I'm trying to say? How? It's impossible. So find it hard. So ours is to rest in God. To key in to hear. He says meditate on my word day and night. We are too busy sometimes. That's the truth. To do. And he wants to build. This is why he's telling us to meditate. Someone was talking in Sunday school earlier on. He okay. And he was talking about, you know, talking about how can we always rejoice in the Lord all the time or so. He says sometimes when those challenges come and it's true, but it depends on how we go through those periods. It depends on how much of God we put in the inside of us. When those challenges come, those things encourages us to, to press on. Not that the pains are not there, but somehow we forge on. So when God tells us to do this in prayer, God is preparing us for the day when there are challenges so that we can encourage ourselves because God knows the water will come, the fire will come, the testing will come so that we at the end of the day can stand. That's why he tells us to put, put up the whole armor of God. That means we, the, 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 we put on the, be- the, the breastplate of righteousness. We wear the, bre- the, the, the belt of truth, the, the, the ministry, uh, the, the preaching of the gospel. He says put on the old hammer of God that you may be able to stand. That's what scripture says, that we may be able to stand. But not everybody are. But most we depend on the mercy of God. Not that the mercy of God doesn't prevail. He does. But why depend when God has given you these tools? The mercy of God, for me, I look at the mercy of God as God can do. We can't box God. But the mercy of God simply means can just be like the day the man at the side of Jesus Christ that made it to heaven. He may not have fulfilled what he was supposed to fulfill on the earth, but at the end of the day, he still entered heaven. Last minute. Are you what I'm trying to say? That is still the mercy of God. So we can't just dwell on that. So it's to encourage us that unless going back to the word, the Lord builds, says the labor. So whatever we are doing. Make sure that this is God that has instructed us. You're changing career, you're changing projects, you're starting this business, whatever you're doing, you're trying to go on a break, on a holiday, just make sure it is God. Because unless God is involved, the labor in, you, in vain who builds. It's a sad story, just a gentle person, a person I know a bit, not personally, but been acquainted with the person who made it a little bit. And decided to, to go to travel home to show, maybe in my own words, maybe to, you know, I, I have made it, so let's go home. And, you know, declare. And the man never made it back. And then, I mean, the story was, ah, did they pray before they went? They didn't even really, you know, they just went on their own accord. But I mean, it's just, it's just a story. It's not, it's not a pleasant story. But my own is that God must be involved in everything that we do. It is our own. It is in our own uh, grace. I mean, not, not our own grace, but it is in our own um, consciousness, our decision to make sure that God is involved. 
because God wants to build. It says, going back to Matthew 16, 18, that upon this rock, upon you, God wants to do so many things and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. So let's just bow our heads and just take ourselves before God. And, and just commit ourselves, commit our decisions making. You know, when the Lord said tithe, the Lord said give offering, the Lord said souls there, if it is the Lord, let's do. When the Lord tells us to go, let's, when the Lord said minister to this person on the road, minister to your place, I mean, in your place of work, if it is the Lord, do. Whatever it is, when the Lord tells us to do things, sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it's not our comfort zone. But because it's the Lord, ours is just to follow. So let's just pray and just say, Lord, help me in this area. Help me in my work with you. I may not enjoy uh, meditating. I may not have put in so much time in it. But Lord, just help me. Help me. I need your grace indeed. I know I've been struggling in this area. I know I've been struggling in that area. But Lord, I want to make a change today. Uh, just help me in this area of change in the name of Jesus. Or oh, I've fallen as a Christian and I want to rededicate my life to you, Lord. I, I, I make this new commitment again uh, to rededicate myself, my life to you, uh, that's you. That you as my Lord and Savior. I want to have this fresh walk with you. Lord, help me in the name of Jesus. Lord. Help me in this area. Help me in that area. Just cry to God. And Lord, I need your help. Uh, you, you build me, Lord. I'm tired of building myself. I no longer want to do it myself, Lord, but I, I want your involvement. Uh, I want you to lead the way. I want you to speak, uh, to direct, uh, and how we follow. Just help me, Lord. Build me. Build me. Uh, your word says, unless you build, uh, my labors will be in vain. All my labors will be in vain. So, Lord, I am asking you today, come and build me. Build my spiritual capacity. Uh, build my mind. Uh, build my home. Build my marriage. Uh, Build me in the place of worker. Build my businesses. Uh, build that ideas of yours. Build it inside of me. Uh, put your thoughts in me. Uh, your word says indeed uh, that, you, that let this mind which is in Christ Jesus be in me. Lord, build the mind of Christ in my soul. Uh, that when I think, I think of what you want to do. Uh, when I meditate, I meditate on the things that you have put in the inside of me. But Father, just Build me again. Uh, build me afresh. Uh, daily, Father, build me up in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, 